Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Kyler. Welcome to the Teens Age Podcast, where we talk about our opinions and interests. This is episode four, where we're going to be discussing Pride and Prejudice, our book for this month. So welcome to our first book chat. Yeah. So you, this is one of your favorite books, right? Yes. We're going to be kind of basing this, as we both already read this one. I finished the book, I don't know, is it like three months ago? So I finished the book about three months ago. So we're kind of basing this off of a text discussion we had at like 10 at night. (laughs) So the first time I read Pride and Prejudice was when I was, I think, during my year off. And I read it, and then I watched, like, all the different versions of it (laughs) that were available to me. I watched, like, the mini BBC series and, like, the 20-something Kira Knightley version that was a movie. And I found an online YouTube series called The Lizzie Bennet Diaries, which is just fantastic. All of these are things I would make you watch, but I know you won't enjoy it, so. (laughs) Um, I mean, I didn't hate the book, so. Yeah, well, you might find it interesting. Uh, The Lizzie Bennet Diaries is, in particular, a modern adaptation and just really engaging. But, anyway, so. I think you have things higher on your list of forcing me to watch, so you'll probably start (laughs) there. But I, I really enjoyed it. Partially because my mother is also an English nerd and she super enjoyed it. So when I read it, she kind of gushed and I have been like listening to it to go to bed a lot. It's just something I know I can recite parts of and I know kind of by heart. And yeah. So and do you want to talk about the basic feelings that you have about this book, Kyla? Yeah, so... (laughs) I, like I said, finished the book about three months ago. I was reading it for a class. And I, so I had very conflicting opinions about this book. I liked the book overall. I thought it was a decent book, but it definitely wasn't my favorite. But it kind of came to the conclusion that this might in part be because it's so different from the modern fantasy and sci-fi that I currently have been reading. So it was just, it might have just part of my opinion like, not liking it as much might have been just, like, a little bit of a shock to my system, because it wasn't fantasy, and it wasn't modern. So, I don't know. My favorite part about the book was probably the character interactions. Like, I really, really liked how the character interactions were written, mm-hmm. and the things that happened, and, I don't know, I just thought it was a really interesting book from that perspective. There were always things that were never said, but were implied, and looking through all of those was really interesting. The biggest thing I didn't like was probably, like, I I didn't feel like there was much of a plot. Like, I couldn't find a direction for the story. Mm. But we've kind of, part, it's not fantasy, and it's not, (laughs) like, somebody needs to go do some fantasy quest, blah, 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 like, you know, that type of thing. They actually did an adaptation of this called Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Um, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which might be more to your taste. But uh, <laughs> a- apocalyptic version. It- it's fun. 
I, I definitely agree that one of the strongest points of this is how she builds characters and like each person has their own fully formed personality and way of speaking and you can tell the difference between them without really having to like look at who's talking or whatever yeah I thought I that was like, a really good part yeah I, I just feel like I can kind of visualize who they are in my head but I, I do get, like, the it doesn't have a plot thing. I, I like it because it, I'm kind of used to that format, slice of lifey uh stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I really like YA novels, so it's romance and old-timey stuff, and it just hits all my spots. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely agree that the characters were a very strong point of the book, and that's something, like, I can't say about a lot of books, is you can't always imagine what the characters will look like, how they would talk, and think like what they would do in different situations that aren't necessarily written in the book yeah but I feel like you know I could have taken one of the characters from the book and been like this person would do this in this situation right yeah I thought that was a really good part of the book and it made it honestly it was probably what made it interesting for me to Mm. read you didn't like Miss Bingley yeah I really did not like her (laughs) She honestly kind of reminded me of, like, the stereotypical modern teenage girl. Like, Yeah, oh my gosh. Obsessed with fashion and her daughter's relationships. Like, <laughs> if we just if we just switch that to obsessed with fashion and her friends' relationships, like, <laughs> uh, add in some social media and you're good. <laughs> That's Mrs. Bennett, though. Oh, no, Miss Bingley is. is the one you were like, I didn't like how she created all the drama and well, that, how she talked about others behind their back. I the no oh, I mean Mr. Bingley's for her just, too. <laughs> <laughs> kind of her too, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, you're what? you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> I mean drama, it's like what everybody wants in high school. I don't understand that, but you know. Uh, but I also I didn't like Miss Bennett either. She also annoyed me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the women are really interestingly portrayed. They're very interestingly portrayed. I can't say I was a fan of all of them. But I have a, I don't know, I tend to lead towards, like, just in general, I tend to lead towards favoring the male characters, just because I think they're written better, usually. Mm. Yeah, but no, that's that's fair. There are a few exceptions to this. And some of them I just like personality-wise. <laughs> so Yeah, that's true. I feel like, in general, men in media are portrayed with more, like, round, whole characters. Yeah, some of the females are just, like, kind of more flat characters. I'm trying to think if I have any good examples. I can't, I can't think of anything. Um, Like, for women or for men? Uh, For, I mean, I, I have a few good examples for men that are done well, but for women who are done well... I don't know. There's not that many that I can think of where I actually really, really like the uh, how the characters are done. Yeah. I like how Adam Silvera does characters, but... Yeah, but his are mostly male. All guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I like how Alice Oseman does her characters. I mean, if you want a bad version of a female character, I would say Hermione. Or yeah, Twilight Circle. <laughs> Uh, I can agree with you on Hermione she I think there was 
she had some good things going for her, but I don't think it was done well. Yeah. She was just so 2D, and she did have character growth, but it wasn't... Mm. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I just didn't really enjoy it, and it made me, you know, like, want to be her a lot, but it also was really unrealistic um, in a lot of ways. It was kind of hard, because, like, I felt like I related to her quite a bit, but... Yeah. But it also, like, it just made me feel, like, pressured to be better at things like she did in human levels of studying and stuff like that and that's just like not realistic but I feel Um, like that's also kind of stereotyping things like you know you you're supposed to try hard and you're like yeah you know if you don't do this and study hard and do inhuman things then you're not good enough yeah definitely especially Uh, for women yeah I think another so the person who I think does both any gender character really well is Lee Bardugo. Ooh, I um, you probably have. I talk about her quite a bit because she writes some of my favorite books. Yeah, so I would say Six of Crows and that whole duology is my favorite. And I think the characters in that book are really well written. Um, Shadow and Bone is also good. I don't think the characters are quite as well written, except for there's one in particular who is in a later... They're all kind of interconnected series. Mm. There's one in a later one that I think is done really, really well. And the character's name is Zoya. Mm. And she is, like, my favorite female character from any book. Because she's just really, really, really well written. Gotcha. In Mm. my opinion. So... Well, Six of Crows is definitely on my list, and I've heard good things about Shadow and Bone, so... What what do you mean? I talk about it, like, every time you bring up books, and I'm like, have you read it yet? Have you read it? This is definitely going to be something that we read at a later point, too. Oh, definitely. We talk about your favorite book? Like, what are your favorites? Now we talk about mine. No. You just said in the text that the biggest thing you didn't like about the book was the lack of description of surroundings. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I like books where I can imagine the entire surrounding. So like Mm. we take Six of Crows is my favorite book. So we take that, for example, like I will have like dreams sometimes where I'm in this world because that's how descriptive, like I can imagine this world fully. And it's, like, it's a fantasy world, so you know it's big, and it's grand, and it has a lot of different parts to it. And so I'm just used to being able to see the world through the character's eyes, like, everything about the world, not just other characters. Mm. And so that was kind of, like, it's weird not to be able to see that in my head. And I think it really, like, it kind of usually ties a story together to be able to see a setting that well. Mm-hmm. And I right. felt there were some parts of the book that I didn't, I wasn't able to see that as well. And so it just kind of didn't, I didn't feel like I could engage with the story as much. Right. So I think for me, the environment isn't as important as character building. Like, I just don't think about it. But I can totally understand, like, trying to, wanting to visualize everything. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I have a hard time visualizing characters, mm. which might be why, is I like to have, like, a setting first. 
Right. That gives me like a base and then I can build characters up over time because I can get a setting immediately. Mm-hmm. I just, I have a harder time with characters. Yeah. I think it also was written differently than like dystopian novels especially are like ones that you have to build a world because like she was writing for an audience that knew what England looked like. So they were like living in it day by day. So they could visualize it a lot easier because they already had this setting, you know, yeah, <laughs> as part of their lives. But it, I guess it, it is otherworldly now, which is interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I've never thought about it that way. Which I guess it makes sense. I mean, there were some descriptions and like that gave me a base, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't to the level I was used to. Mm-hmm. So it probably just put me out of my comfort zone a little bit. And I was like, uh. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, it'd be interesting to see if like, if I read more books that are kind of in that style. Yeah. And then I go read back to it and read it again in like a year, if I would have a different opinion. Yeah. I mean, feel free to give me updates. <laughs> um, It'll be interesting to see, like, because you and I have very different opinions on this book. And so it'll be interesting to see if you go to, like, my comfort zone, what your opinions on that are. Yeah. Hmm. We will see. Yeah, we'll see. That'll be an interesting discussion. So you said, like, Lady Catherine's want of her niece and daughter that be married. Oh. <laughs> Back to you. Yes, so I, just the social practices that are so different, I guess it weirded me out a little bit, and, like, I didn't, like, I didn't like it, because Mm -hmm. it's so different from, like, what we see now. Right, yeah. But I guess it's kind of nice to be able to be like, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. (laughs) Yeah. It is kind of nice to you know, not be expected to marry my cousins. Cause yeah, ew. that you, <laughs> I mean, I love my cousins, but no, <laughs> just not gonna happen. They're great, but no. Yeah. No. What did you I think also, of like Lady Catherine in general? Uh, well, so again, I have problems with people who like to order others around and expect everything done in a certain manner all the time. So I didn't like her as a character that much. Mm. Yeah. But if I came across somebody who was like that in real life, I wouldn't like them. So yeah, nothing against the character. And that was more acceptable at the time. Yeah. And that was kind of seen as like how women behaved, I guess. Yeah. Especially, like, women of rank, I think. Yeah, definitely. So, I guess it's just kind of weird to see that. And as it's, it wouldn't be socially acceptable to do the things she does today. Yeah. No, true. I think it's just, like, interesting to look at how all social expectations have changed over time. Like, the um, Things Fall Apart was just, like, whoa. A ride yeah. to read. <laughs> it really was. And you just don't expect it because that's not what we see here mm-hmm. and now. So, like, why do you really like the book? Because I, <laughs> like, other than the characters, do you have anything else that you really, really enjoyed about the book? Or, well, I, I guess I just, I really like it being kind of a social commentary at the same time of being, like, a love story. 
kind of, it hits my buttons for being romantic, but not a rom-com where I feel awkward and have secondhand embarrassments. But instead, it's it does really deep thinking about expectations in their society and, you know, how we prejudge people, how we think of ourselves. And it, it kind of uses the narrative as like a window into discussing bigger questions about how society should be run and, and how the expectations of that time, like, you know, probably weren't the best for, especially for someone in the position that, you know, Lizzie was, Elizabeth Bennett. Like, when you're at a lower rank at that time, I guess it, it just sucked. So giving that outlook of, like, this is what the world looks like from, you know, a seat lower than yours is just really interesting to to me to read. Yeah, that makes sense. So I've talked a lot about like what I didn't like about some of the characters. So <laughs> what did you think about like Miss Bingley? Mm. I'm forgetting all of the other ones I talked about. <laughs> Mrs. Bennett you didn't like. Um, oh yeah. And like well, Lady Catherine. <laughs> it's interesting to me to look at the film adaptations of this particular story because they're all a little bit different in subtle ways that show like, you know, how different people interpreted it. And I think specifically for Mrs. Bennett, there's been a lot of film adaptations where they've just played her as like, you know, the crazy mother, which she is. But <laughs> I think there's also, especially in the Keira Knightley movie, there they can portray her as like, this is a side of her, but it's like a quirky side and it makes her feel more three dimensional to me. So, like, I've learned to reconcile myself with her, but I really didn't like her the first time around. You know, I was like, wow, that's terrible parenting. <laughs> Why yeah. are you shipping your children? <laughs> Bad parenting. <laughs> yeah, definitely a negative there. What did you think of Mr. Bennett? I thought, okay, uh, I didn't really have a problem with him as much. I mean, I agree there were things that he did that weren't right. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't have a problem with him, partly because I was so annoyed with some of the other characters that his actions were targeted towards. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like he reminds me a lot of uh, you in some ways. Like, not it's not slander. Yeah. I'm not trying to slander. No, him, yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, an introverted guy who likes to read his books and be left alone sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me out of it. <laughs> And, you know, doesn't want to hear descriptions of finery or who was danced with whom and just, like, seems like a really interesting perspective to hold. But at the same time, he kind of, he doesn't do the best parenting either. (laughs) And is like, ah, my children are stupid. And (laughs) Yeah, I guess I liked it from the perspective of, like, he didn't care about the things that everybody else seemed to care about. Right. Which is very similar to me, I guess. But, Mm. yeah, what did you think about him? So I I thought he was, like, really chill at the beginning, but as I've seen more and more, I've seen a lot more stuff talking about why his parenting was, you know, suboptimal, and why his inactivity was really, really more negative. Like, I just thought of it as kind of like, oh, he's just, you know, lazy-er and not, you know, as active, but it, it really does have negative consequences. Similar to Things Fall Apart again, actually, weirdly enough. Yeah. I was just like, ah, the lazy guy is fine. Like, why is that (laughs) problematic? Yeah. No, I get that, too. Yeah, I guess what I said before 
is still true that I'm a very like dialogue driven reader. Like I get bored when I go through a lot of description or a lot of uh, context without any actual action or dialogue. Oh, you're um, gonna love my favorite books then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess no. Yeah. I have stuff with action. It's just not always tons of dialogue. Mm. What do you think of like the commentary on marriage having to do with, you know, your place in society and having legal things to do with it, marrying up? I guess I get where it made sense at the time. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it is something that you should be do- like I I don't know. I don't think the practice was a good one necessarily. But in the time, I guess it made sense, like, trying to marry to get yourself higher up in social status. Right. I mean, I don't agree with it necessarily, but I don't know. What did you think about it? Um, well, I, I bring it up because I was, you know, listening to it again last night. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, shockingly. <laughs> and I got to the part where Wickham leaves her and decides to, like, flirt with the girl who just got a bunch of money from her dad dying or something Uh. and and she was like oh it's fine and this is right after like charlotte was like i'm gonna marry mr collins even though he's like modest and what and i was just like well then why is like there a legal thing in loving people like i don't think it makes very much sense for there to be you know legal circumstances to do with emotions because I don't think it makes like I think love and stuff is very fickle and it doesn't make sense to have like shared possessions have to do with being in a relationship to me yeah I guess that makes that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) like I said I don't agree with the practice but yeah hey folks you're nearing the end of the podcast this is just to let you know that next month's book will be good omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett You already know the drill. Read along if you want to know what we're talking about. Thank you so much for listening in. This has been the Teens Age Podcast with Alex and Kyler.